What up, everybody? Thanks for taking the time out to join me today. But uh, real quick, let me put you on to some of the companies that I've partnered with and that are shaping my deer hunting season to look like a success. Uh, Onyx Hunt, the number one GPS hunting app, and it is so for a reason. A couple of those reasons I'll actually be sharing with you during today's episode, but suffice it to say, you'll get an edge with, and I quote, the most intelligent and accurate GPS mapping tool for hunters. You can find them at onyx.com and the Onyx app is available for both Apple and Android. So make sure you check them out. Then there is Nor'easter Game Calls. When you really want to get them in close, Mark's your man and Nor'easter Game Calls are the tools. His calls are handmade, tooled and assembled all by him and his custom calls are works of art. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Mark's grind is endless. I have two of his grunt calls and we're currently working on a third, uh, a more personal one for me, one that I intend to put to use this fall. So visit Norister Game Calls at N-O-R-E-A-S-T-E-R-G-A-M-E-C-A-L-L-S.com. Again, that's nor eastergamecalls.com and uh, tell Mark I sent you. And now for some hunting news. All right, so um, just really one piece of hunting news. Not sure if y'all are familiar with the story, but over the past decade, the deer population has exploded in New York City, specifically in the borough of Staten Island. Um, the deer actually swim, <laughs> and, and I actually didn't know that they swim. So uh, the deer actually swim over from New Jersey in a Staten Island, um, and with the borough having a lower population than most of the other boroughs in New York City, um, it also has 9,000 acres, over 9,000 acres of green space and no natural predators in the area. It's no wonder they've actually become a problem. So what happened was a few years back, the city committed to a vasectomy program, which they're almost at the end of. And um, they've kind of reported uh, having some success. But Staten Island residents and local politicians believe that the surest way to reduce the deer population is to declare a bow hunt. Amen, y'all. Um, the biggest problems that Staten Island residents have been facing are the spreading of Lyme disease via ticks, damage to the area's forest, but most importantly, traffic accidents. Um, White Buffalo, a nonprofit organization that focuses on conservation of native species and ecosystem, and they're based out of Virginia, were hired to perform the vasectomies. From what I understand, they head out at night, tranquilize the deer, and then snip, snip. Right now, uh, White Buffalo has reported a lowering of the deer population, but many residents say the small reduction has had no effect in reducing the number of vehicle accidents. Funny thing about Staten Island is very recently, not only are they dealing with their growing deer population, but they're dealing with some really aggressive turkeys, uh, aggressive wild turkeys and feral cats. So uh, to be honest, I'd love the opportunity to hunt in my city, but it doesn't look like me or any New York City resident is going to get the chance seeing that our mayor, Bill de Blasio, is totally against the idea. Either way, this is a story that's gotten my attention, has my interest, and I'll keep you guys informed as everything unfolds. All right, y'all? And uh, now, let's hit y'all with some intro music.
ladies and gentlemen welcome to episode 35 of when the hunt calls another day of scouting yes ladies and gentlemen um i got the opportunity to head out for a second time to uh do some deer scouting um so while it was my second time getting out there to scout this was my first time scouting on my own um and i had a blast doing so um i did get the opportunity to put together about like an 11 minute video for instagram um so if you guys got the opportunity to see that cool if not um you know maybe i'm being a little redundant but i'm hoping maybe i can uh give a little bit more detail than i did um on the video and whatnot um so uh over the weekend i got again the opportunity to go out and scout um and for the purpose of this podcast what i'm going to do is uh because people have been busting my chops uh for the most part of telling people you know telling other hunters where i'm going to hunt and whatnot but um i'm not stressing it but i guess for all intents and purposes um throughout this podcast i'm going to refer to um because there are two pieces of property that i scouted over the weekend i'm going to refer to them just like i did in the video as public land one and public land two okay so um public land one was actually not even my second visit but actually like my third or fourth visit to that land um but my second time scouting it and first time scouting it on my own um when i got the chance to scout that property a couple weeks back i scouted with um anthony and uh anthony Bamback. and anthony's the my not the but my hunting mentor um dude as i said before young cat you know uh many years younger than me who's you know taking it upon himself to kind of guide me especially um you know within the area that i'm going to hunt and whatnot and i truly appreciate the brother for doing so um but unfortunately we couldn't link up this saturday and truth be told i really wanted the opportunity to scout on my own see what i could spot um and whatnot and so i did so so on public land number one i arrived at the land at sunup um i wanted to get there real early um no rhyme or reason to it just get a just get a early start to to scouting that day um so one of the things uh that i learned in comparison to public land number two public land number one is uh is fairly i'm not gonna say it's level because it's got its hills it's got its ups it's got its downs but um it there the hills aren't as prominent as they are on public land two um the other thing is that with public land one the ground was a little bit uh a little bit more um wet more damp um and uh that made it a whole lot easier for me to to spot deer tracks um now for all i know um i'm not i'm not uh skilled in identifying how fresh the tracks were you know what i'm saying so for all i know i was probably scaring the deer right right then and there and um those might have been fresh tracks or they might have been a day old or or whatnot i'm not sure um but it was just really cool to see that there were deer um on that land now what happened was a couple weeks ago uh, probably a month ago if not less than a month um i went to that property with anthony and we scouted it saw lots of sign a lot of deer tracks what i had done when i scouted it the first time um was 
I walk the the water source. Um, the water is like it's a creek or a brook. I believe on the map it's referred to as a brook. So I followed the water source um, throughout the property and spotted a lot of tracks. And um, whenever I saw tracks, um, I basically Anthony and I would walk away from the water source from the brook um in the direction of the tracks to see where they headed and oftentimes they either headed towards a food source like some oak trees or they were heading in another direction which were you know uh possible um bedding areas so which was really really cool to see so that first time there um you know i dropped markers for four locations that i would like to you know, use my climber. Um, you know, I even identified trees in the area and using the Onyx map, uh, I dropped those markers, even took pictures. Um, what's cool with the Onyx hunt app is that when you drop a marker, there's so many details you can attach to that marker. Like what's the marker for? Is it a waypoint? Is it, uh, is it a tree stand? Is it a bedding area? Um, you know, for is it deer? Is it elk? A whole bunch of different things to choose from to help identify that marker. So for me, I use the tree stand marker. Um, and then I would, even though I know it's going to be difficult to see in the dark, I would take a picture of the tree that, um, you know, that I would like to climb. So that last time I dropped four markers, um, you know, at various locations on public land one. And over the weekend, during my solo scout scouting uh, endeavor, I uh, basically wanted to find, I wanted to map out um, an entrance and an exit strategy. So another tool with Onyx is you have the ability to uh, track your footsteps, to track your path. So I utilized that. Um, now what's dope about the public land one is that there are hiking trails um, all throughout the property. Um, so what that gives me is even though I may have to take a long way and it'll take me 20, 30 minutes, 20, 30 minutes to take, get to a spot um, because the paths are so worn, it's giving me a quiet entrance and exit strategy. So using the Onyx app and the tracking tool on it, I was able to track my path along along a uh, what do you call it? The hiking trail. And then what I didn't realize was where I dropped the markers last time um, was basically off the beaten path. So that's when the Onyx hunt app comes into play in that it gives me the opportunity to um, track myself going to those specific spots that I want to. So that way, when I, you know, enter that those woods under the cover of darkness, I'm not going to get lost. You know what I'm saying? I'm be I'm going to be able to follow those tracks, follow my path that I left, you know, that I traced the last time, go there, get there, and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to identify the tree even though it'll be pitch black out. Um I'll be able to identify the tree and uh you know what I'm saying and then go from there. So in my scouting that day on Public Land 1, um the other cool thing that I found was there was even more, more deer sign than the first time that I was there. Um, and what happened is that there is a sort of corridor, if you will, between where there is uh, where is the edge of the property 
um, the public land, it, it basically borders on some uh, residential property. There's literally a house right on the other side of the, the wall. And then um, there is either it's a water source or food source or bed potential bedding in the area. So it seems like the deer are traveling this little corridor and whatnot. And there were a lot of deer tracks there. So I was really psyched, really, really psyched about seeing that. Um, it got my heart pumping. I'm, like, I'm not going to front. And um, I was actually able to identify um, a fifth spot for, you know, a tree that I can climb when I finally get out there to hunt. So I'm... Um, really excited about that um and then afterwards you know i just basically stopped recording my uh, tracks and doubled back following you know the the trail that the onyx app had marked out for me so that was pretty cool um like i said it was a number of things that got me excited that day it was one being able to use the app the onyx app to like i said mark my trail so i know how i'm getting in and out of these spots um then uh the fact that i was able to confirm that deer were in the area uh specifically next to the four markers and the fifth marker i was able to drop you know for where i would like to climb use my climber um and i'm really psyched about that if if i had to if I had to say I had a favorite spot, um, that is definitely public land one. So um, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. So now again, um, after I was able to verify all that information, I like I said, I stopped recording and just doubled back to my car um, and hopped in the car and basically headed to public land number two. Now, um, with public land number two, um, it was really, really different. I'm not going to front. Um, public land number two was a, had a lot more hills, a lot steeper hill, a lot steeper climbs than public land one. And um, even though the properties are, uh, you know, adjacent to each other, they literally it's one property, then the next uh, It's public land one, then it's public land two, just right there. Um, even though the properties are right next to each other, public land two was really different. Um, it was different in, in the fact that one, like I said, a lot more hills. Um, I'm not going to front. I was huffing and puffing, not struggling, but definitely huffing and puffing to get up and down those hills. Um, so definitely a little bit of a challenge there. And then, um, also a, a huge difference from public land. Number one was that public land two, the ground was really dry. Um, whereas with public land one, I could easily identify, um, I could easily identify, you know, deer tracks in the ground because it was, the ground was wet. Public land two was a little bit more difficult because, uh, at this point, um, while I really don't know, really don't underst understand how it works. Like I, I didn't, and I looked as well, as best as I could. Um, I look for rubs. I look for scrapes. Maybe it's too early, you know, in the year for that. But I didn't spot any of those. So I was looking for tracks. Um, and while I found some, um, the tracks weren't as, what's the word, prevalent as the deer tracks on public land one. So um, I don't know. It's, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just really, really different. Then with the land being so dry, um, 
I made a lot of noise walking through that property. Like it was like walking across a, a bunch of Doritos, just you know, breaking twigs, crunching leaves. So if there were deer in the area, um, I definitely spooked them. I'm not gonna front. Um, but um, just like public land one, um, on public land two, I saw a lot of um, potential bedding area, um, and uh, look, and I was looking for a lot of transition areas as well. So from where I spotted the bedding area, I tried to identify where the food and the water sources were and found a nice spot in between the two. So I dropped markers for that. Um, and uh, that was pretty, that was pretty much it. Like I'm really excited about, about uh, this fall. Uh, I plan on having Anthony on the podcast again, um, mainly because, um, what do you call it? I'd like to, one review with him probably off of the podcast i'll review with him what i saw on public land too um he and i will probably go back um you know uh go back scouting a third time probably to the middle or end of september literally just before i don't know if i should do middle of september because our season kicks off october 1st and i don't want to be that guy because um i mean anthony kind of planted the seed in my head not to pressure the deer too much um and already like public land one and public land two have um hiking trails so i mean the deer already feeling pressure that way in terms of you know human beings walking through the property constantly but um what's cool is that the areas that i've identified as potential bedding um you know potential spots for me to get up in a tree are areas that are not um that close to the hiking trails so um you know hopefully um my my scent um my noise especially on public land too wasn't wasn't too bad didn't spook them too much and if i get the opportunity then um middle to maybe the end of september i will head back out there again with anthony this time just to confirm uh that uh, you know, the intel that I gathered for Public Land 2 was pretty good because um, I'm still questioning myself a bit. I'd rather get confirmation from from somebody who's, one, a lot more skilled than I am, and two, uh, definitely a lot more familiar um, with the property. So, like I mentioned before, um, I want to have Anthony back on the podcast really soon. Um, mainly because I wouldn't mind sharing with you guys exactly what our tactics are, um, you know, when he when he hunts with me and then um, what my tactics should be um, once I'm hunting alone. Because, again, I'm really, really excited because there's a lot of sign, a lot of sign and a lot of the hunters that I know that are familiar with the area, um, they say, you know, there are a lot of bucks, um, you know, in Westchester, in the area, that's the area I'm about. You know, the town that uh, I'm going to hunt, and I'm excited about that. Even my guest last uh, podcast episode, Louis Lau. Uh, if you haven't heard um, that episode, I definitely recommend. That's episode 34. You go check him out. Uh, you know, he's confirmed there there are big bucks in the area. Um, I've got some buddies on social media. Um, I'm not gonna name names or anything like that, but they've been texting me um pics of the you know the bucks that they've been getting on their trail cameras and some beautiful beautiful bucks um but i should mention 
uh, the trail camera pics that they're sharing is trail cams while it's in the area it's on private land um and it's not too far away i don't know how far deer will travel um you know what i'm saying between properties and whatnot but it still has me excited to know that just that town that county has um you know some really good looking bucks and it really has me at for the fall now um aside from that uh I mean, I know I've got to get my gear together. Um, you know, I'm probably going to put together a couple of videos um, and share with you guys on Instagram, like what gear I'm using and why, um, especially when it comes to clothing, because, you know, while my my hopes and dreams are to tag out early in the season, you know, what I'm saying in October, um, chances are I might go well into, you know, the winter and uh, the rut. I mean, while I would like to tag out early, I would definitely like to experience the rut to know what that's like, especially out here in New York. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, temperatures in New York get pretty brick. And for those of you who don't know, brick means cold, really, really cold. Um, and uh, what I'm utilizing um, to my advantage has been um, my experience as a driver. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm a delivery driver for UPS and they are not affiliated with this podcast in any way shape or form um and uh you know i i work in in uh, i work outdoors all day delivering packages you know so i deal with the rain i deal with the the hot weather i deal with the cold i deal with the snow so um utilizing that experience i'm going to try to bring that to the to the table when it comes to me hunting this fall if i get a chance to hunt in the middle of winter uh, to to hunt in the snow to hunt in the cold um with that being said you guys can look forward to that um if i can i'll share that on the podcast as well but um i'm really psyched about it all right that's all i have for you guys this episode i really hope you guys enjoyed it um if you get the opportunity um you know check out the previous episodes check out um what do you call it my uh last episode with lewis lau um dude is a 29 year old cat from the bronx who loves to duck hunt um as well as deer hunt but he's really into duck hunting uh check out my past episode with aji quinta um aka knights of the apex check out uh, my interview with randy newberg hunter uh those were pretty dope episodes and if you like what you hear please don't hesitate to stop by the review section of the platform you're using to listen to this podcast and hook me up with a dope review uh, a five-star review and if you want to take it further you know be be real and um be honest um but be constructive <laughs> you know say it uh i really like to learn um as much as possible and um if you get a chance like let me know what you think uh, in overall about the podcast you know what i'm saying um what do you call it uh you know you can email me at when the hunt calls at gmail.com or shoot me a dm on instagram you know at urban archery nyc um and that's all i got for y'all tonight thanks again to my partners um you know onyx hunt and mark of Norris the game calls appreciate you guys um equipping me with the tools um you know that i'll need for a successful hunt this fall all right ladies and gents that's a wrap god bless y'all all right, and remember to respect the journey, even when it's not your own.